All set to answer your home improvement questions either by phone or by text. Before we say hi to Andy, let me give you the phone number, and that applies to either phone call or text, 651-989-9226. So if you have any kind of a home improvement question for Andy, call it in, send a text this particular hour. Well, Andy, good morning to you. Good to hear from you again. Yes, good morning to you. You having a good day so far? So far, so good. Uh, the AC is working, so uh, everybody's happy here at our house. How about you? Are you in your man cave or in your office now? I am. Uh, I'm at my house today. I'm in the. I'm in the man cave, and uh, I uh, did, I got a little air conditioning unit actually running out here. Um, I had to turn the fan off. It's just a little window unit I have up in my loft. But uh, it's amazing. Uh, hats off to my insulators. But this little window unit has kept my garage at 72 degrees um, in all this hot and humid weather. It's just a, just a, little, uh, a little window unit with a fan up there blowing air uh, around the garage. But it, uh, it's, it's, it's keeping up, and, and it's shut off a couple of times. Uh, the thermostat has actually uh, kicked in and, and shut it off, which surprised me. How about that? Uh, I, th- I think about, and we talk about this from time to time when there's extreme weather conditions, and I think about your crews, whatever they're, the roofers, the siding folks, or whatever, the gutter folks. What, what kind of precautions? I know there's all so- sorts of safety precautions these days that Lindis does, uh, given, given our, our crazy times. But what about this, this excessive heat warning that's in effect now? What, uh, how, how do we keep the workers safe, let alone the homeowners, but the workers? Well, you you have to use some common sense and you rely on your partner. Um, I've worked in this type of heat and you rely on the people that you work with to, to they see you stop sweating or if, you know, sometimes you just get into it and you don't realize what's going on. So you kind of rely on your partners, but it's the buddy system. But we talk about this on a regular basis, how to stay hydrated. Um, on days like today, typically, Denny, we're going to start really early and, and quit um, as it gets into the afternoon, 110 heat index. It's just mm-hmm. not, it's not worth it to be outside working and do, doing physical labor unless you absolutely have to today. But uh, I have a feeling uh, come early this afternoon, most of our crews will be home. I think I, uh, looking at it here, we, we have a couple of roofs going on today, and I'm anticipating uh, they're, they're smaller roofs or roofs that are just getting finished up or dried in because with the, the weather coming in this afternoon, we can't, uh, can't risk uh, leaving anything open, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and speaking of heat, and, of course, uh, we've talked about those great GAF shingles that I have in my house. But uh, does is there a – well, we talk about cold weather, but it, does the, this extreme heat affect uh, the application of, uh, of shingles, asphalt shingles on roof, roofs? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, oh, one, they, as it gets warmer out, the shingles as a whole just scuff easier. And if you scuff the shingles, uh, you're going to remove the granules and you're going to cut down on the life of the actual shingles. So the nice part is uh, the glues go down a little bit faster. Things adhere a little bit better. The the shingles lay a little bit flatter. But uh, it's just just like uh, when it gets too cold to install in the, in the wintertime. Some days it's just too hot to install. Pretty rare up here. But uh, I have a buddy that uh, that has a company in Oklahoma and it's... They'll, they'll shut down more for heat than they ever do for cold. Hmm. A texture wants to know what, what size of hail should I be concerned about for roof damage? Did you, uh, you folks in, in that area of Wisconsin have any, uh, any hail overnight uh, that you know of? Not, not a lot of it. Um, 
Uh, we were joking back and forth. Uh, there's a group of uh, roofers here in the Twin Cities, and um, one of the guys texted in uh, half dollar size hail in uh, central Minnesota. And uh, I replied, you know you're old when you're using half dollar to measure anything. I, as I asked my kid, I go, <laughs> I asked my kid, I go, Do you, have you ever seen a half dollar? And he's like, what's a half dollar? I'm like, a 50 cent piece? And he's like, I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I haven't heard a lot of uh, hail damage coming through. We didn't get a lot here. Uh, it was more wind damage. Typically, ping pong size hail, golf ball size hail is going to be what it takes. Maybe some quarter size hail, depending on the density and how hard it was coming down, can damage some roofing. But ping pong size hail, golf ball size hail is usually what will damage asphalt roofing. A little bit smaller hail will damage some of the softer metals around the house. Yeah. Tell you what, uh, let's invite our listeners to join in on the conversation again, either by phone or by text, 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Minnetonka is where we're heading next. Bruce, I believe, is there. Bruce, you are on with Andy Lindis. Good morning, Andy. I have a two-story home that needs the soffits repainted or possibly covered. And I'm wondering what pros and cons of doing that. Well, uh, what type of soft are they? Are they just wood soffits that are up there right now? I'm sorry, Andy, I didn't hear that. Are they just wood soffits that are up there right yeah, now, either. or they're not like an LP? Or no. it would really depending on the type of venting and that you need. That's going to determine whether or not it needs to be replaced or just painted. Maybe they need to add some vents to it. Uh, typically, when I run into wood soffits. Um, they're inadequately bringing the intake into the house. The, the little square vents aren't usually put in enough spaces where if you go with a, like our Quality Edge uh, aluminum product or our LP product, you're going to have a continuous vent down the entire way. And when you do that, um, you just need to make sure you're putting in the proper amount of attic chutes and the soffits are all blocked up because it's a really important part of keeping your house not only energy efficient, but making sure mold doesn't grow in the attic, making sure ice dams go away. Uh, the soffits play a very vital role in how your house performs. Oh, very good. I tell you what, it's uh, 9.15. We need to take a quick break here to alert Tim. You'll be next on the phone, and we have texters as well. Any kind of a home improvement question you have, call it in or text it in 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. We'll be back with Andy Lindis here on eight three zero WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show. Thanks to our friends at Lindis Construction L I N D U S. We are here every Saturday on CCO in the nine o'clock hour, answering your home improvement type of questions by phone and by text. There's a line open if you want to use it or send a text six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Andy, we have callers and we have texters. Let's get back to it. Tim, I think, is waiting there in Lake Elmo to ask you a question. Thank you, Tim. What is your question for Andy? Well, good morning, guys. Um, well, as soon as my income comes back, I have some projects for the house. One is a roof, uh, the shingles, and I'm wondering, is there a color that's best um, in Minnesota? And my second one was, uh, do, do leaf guard uh, gutters come in different colors, or are they all white? That's my question. Uh, one question for you: uh, What are the color of the roof? Uh, better for what, though? It would depend. There's 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 cooling roofs, and there's. Are you looking for longevity or better for a certain situation on on the roofing? Uh, I would think longevity would be the first uh, order of you know. 
Well, here's the good news. Uh, when it comes to our asphalt roofing, uh, no matter which color you choose, it is going to have a 50-year warranty on it. So when it comes to the longevity, I don't think color plays a role into it whatsoever. There are some uh, factors into cooling costs, and I do know they make uh, three colors in their ultra-cool line of shingles. But in our market, in our area of the world, I really don't think they're necessary. In fact, I really don't like the way they look. It looks like a, like a washed-out color. Um, how do I uh, say you have a, something that goes through the laundry and dies out? That's what this roofing looks like. It, it's meant to have a very high reflectivity, and they're kind of lighter in color. But uh, I kind of stay away from those in, in this market. I know some friends in the south that have had good luck with them. But if your ultimate goal is cooling costs, say like on a story and a half home, we've had better luck with our, our metal roof in, in, uh, in those situations. And LeafGuard does come in 15 different colors. 15 of them, yeah. And it, it, I noted various neighbors in, in the, on the block, a couple of blocks, they have uh, different colors, as we do. And they are, <laughs> I've said in the past, I can't believe how good-looking gutters can be. And uh, 15, I didn't realize there were that many colors. So you've got a lot of good choices there. So yeah, thank you very you know, much um, uh, for the call. And you can do, can do custom colors, but uh, it, uh, you have to order a very large amount of coil. And uh, we're, we're kind of dealing with that right now. About 12 years ago, we put a custom color on uh, my dad's house, hemlock green, to match our metal roofing hemlock green. And, of course, uh, we had last year, we had the, the tornadoes come through that area of the world. And oh. we have a, a couple of gutters that got damaged. And uh, sourcing hemlock green is not going to be a cheap thing for us. So I uh, wish we would have stuck with one of the standard colors. But, hey, it looks awesome when it's up. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Let's go to Fergus Falls. I think Dick is waiting there to ask you a question. Dick, thank you. What is your question for Andy? Yeah, good morning. Thank you. We had a driving mm-hmm. rain last night, uh, 1.8 inches, and uh, had water that came through a 16-year-old patio door, uh, pretty much soaked uh, a good uh, three-foot uh, area inside the patio door. Um, thoughts on that? Does that indicate that it's time to re- replace the door? Uh, anything else that can be done in that situation? Um, there might be a weather stripping issue. It might be that it's out of level. Maybe it could be just that it was 60 mile an hour winds driving the rain into that area. And you're talking about a track, you know, the sliders as a whole patio doors, sliding windows as a whole. Uh, this is, this is the issue with them because it's a pocket frame. Everything sits in there. So if water gets in there, it's going to have to find some way to get out. But, uh, I... To be honest with you, um, I know either our Marvin patio door or our season guard one. I haven't had a lot of these issues. I've had some frost up with our season guard patio door in the wintertime. Again, these sliders have, have, they're the worst when it comes to air infiltration and water infiltration. On my place, I went with the, the Marvin Infinity French doors. And I'm telling you, those things are tight. Um, when we do blower door tests, it's really, really hard to get those things to leak air. And if they can't leak air, water coming into them isn't going to be that big of an issue. And it's just, it's a, just a much better door as a whole over a patio door slider. Having said that, one of my best friends uh, installed a patio door slider on his house. It's actually the entry door 
into his home, used the most often, and he goes up on his back deck, and that's how they go in and out of their house. And some 10 years now, we've had to adjust it once, so at least it's a pretty durable door. How about that? Yeah, that's your main entry. Wow. 651-989-9226. You want to get in touch with Andy either by phone or by text, ask your home improvement question. That's the way to do it. 651-989-9226. And a texter uh, asked about uh, a deck, uh, about staining a deck. You know, you and I have talked about that over the years, many years. Uh, but this person is having a small deck put on her home, and the person is using green-treated lumber because of the cost factor. But she wants to put a stain on it, a pigmented stain, as uh, they put it. Should she wait uh, to stain it, or what would you recommend for that kind of a wood? Yeah. Well, um, probably is not a kiln-dried green treat. Uh, I know our KDAT, we can go through some kiln-drying where you can take the stain a little bit faster. KDAT is a, it's like green treat, but it's brown in tone. It's like a brown treat. Still a pressure-treated lumber uh, meant for the outside. So you need to let this, if it's green treat that wasn't dried or kiln-dried or air-dried, you're going to have to let it dry out a little bit. And one way you can do to test it, just sprinkle a little bit of water on it. And if it beads up or it doesn't absorb in less than 10 minutes, it probably needs to wait a little bit longer. Now, this is a, it's a fine line. You can wait too long. Water can get in there. It can The wood can start to dry out, start to crack. So... You're, you're going to want to test this, and when it's ready, get ready to stain. And the best one that we found to use is the green label. It's designed for pressure-treated lumber by Penifin. Penifin green label stain seems to be the best bet. Having said that, you're still going to more than likely have to restain that deck uh, every two years. The nice part about the oil stain Penifin, you don't have to strip it to do it. You're just washing and reapplying. That uh, kiln-dried uh, wood you were talking about, does that, does that need to be stained or not? Uh, or I think it? any wood that you're going to be put on the outside, it's smart to put, even if it's kiln-dried, you're going to want to put a stain on it to protect it from the water getting into it. That's where the, the damage can happen, and that's also, it also gives you a UV protection, too, so you're protecting it from the sun and the water. I think I've but, seen that, uh, that, 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 what did you call it, a green, that pen, we talk about penifin. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, at least I was reading uh, last week about uh, that particular stain. Would that be good for kiln-dried uh, wood? Yes. Yeah, any type of pressure-treated wood, kiln-dried or stuff that you have to let dry out, the green label by Penifin, specifically designed for pressure-treated lumber. All right. We're not selling it, but we, we just advise No, no, I get nothing from Penifin. I just know that's, that's if, we're, if we're to use a stain, that's the one that we're going to use. So that would be a good answer for the, uh, the the texter, for sure. Tell you what, I know we're up against the clock here, and I know we have another half hour of the show to go. So if you didn't get in the first half hour, call in your question for Andy or send a text. Same number, 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show around every Saturday in the uh, 9 o'clock hour here on News Talk 830-WCC. Andy Lindis is answering your questions today either by phone or by text, and that number is the same. So chat with Andy or send him a text, 651-989-9226. Andy, were you talking about a dehumidifier uh, in in recent shows that some folks uh, want you to mention it again? I can't remember. Uh, Yeah, the Santa Fe dehumidification unit. Oh, Santa Fe. Uh, Yeah, if you just go online, uh, they make a variety of sizes. 
Uh, they make some designed for the crawl space, but they're not cheap, anywhere from 1200 to $2,000, uh, depending on which one you choose. But I've got one that uh, is less than a year old and one that's closer to 15 years old. Um, they're just awesome units. They, they really are. And um, though like the one unit in uh, the one building I have does the work of the three units I bought at the box store in a panic because of how high the humidity was in that building. Um, because I have, you know, it takes a couple weeks to get these typically when you order them online, but they're awesome units. We've used them in a variety of places, uh, uh, well, off the top of my head, say crawl spaces that we try to condition. We'll put them in there and the musty smell goes away and you know how bad that can be in certain areas or the mildewy smell. Yeah. But it really does a good job of, of keeping your humidity, both in the summer and in the wintertime, which is probably more important. People don't realize that. I see houses have way too high of humidity more often in the wintertime, it seems like, than in the summertime. I know that seems weird, huh. but when it's 20 degrees, your humidity should be about 20%. And to get into some places with these April air systems and read 60 70%, and then I find really bad things in the walls in the attic. So... Uh, it's important to have a good dehumidification system in your house, I believe. Santa Fe is the name. Okay. Uh, a texter wants to know, do story-and-a-half houses need soffit vents? Um, depending on how your insulation is in, in that area of the knee wall. We've, I've seen it before where the attic chutes go past the knee wall up into the peak of the house. Um, so story and a half homes, typically you're upstairs, there's going to be a sloped ceiling. There's going to be a small wall, usually coming up to about uh, your waist or your knee, then it'll slope up to the top. If you're trying to get air into that area that's above the ceiling, when you look straight up in the peaked area, that is where those soffit vents come into place. Now a lot of times we'll seal off the knee wall area, and then we'll use a roof vent in that area and then another roof vent up higher so like a ridge vent and then they make an actual intake vent for the shingles that goes above the knee wall that seems to be the best way to vent that area having said that if it were me and i had a story and a half home more than likely and especially if ice damming has been an issue i'm going to put down three inches of foam with a a new false deck and then put our metal roofing over the top of that uh, that just seems to be the best way to handle that. I've spray foamed them. I've removed the decking. I've done a bunch of different things in those types of homes. And uh, the, the, the metal roof with three inches of, of poly on the top is, just seems to be the way to go. It, we've had better luck with that system than, than any of the other systems. I know Lindus installs just great, great products as far as windows or everything, really. But as far as windows are concerned, I'm thinking... You and I, during the winter time, talk about uh, you know the the you know, condensation on windows, etc. Uh, you've seen quite a change in window performance over the last, even just the last five six years, I presume. And that's just as important in the summertime, right? Keeping that heat out and the air conditioning in, right? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, in our area of the world, you you really have to choose wisely when it when it comes to the windows and the coatings that go on windows and the type of low e that you have because certain solar heat gain is nice to have in the winter time and but if if if, if you don't have that that can really lead to a a cool room and in this time of year it, without the proper windows when you're really seeing a lot of the condensation on the outside of the windows not that 
when it's as humid as it gets, all bets are off for any type of window. But uh, that condensation on the windows is just uh, its not fun to wake up to in the morning. And cooling costs, I don't know about you, but um, it seems this year I've ran my air conditioning unit a lot more than I have in the past. And my electric bill is is taking uh, the, the, the brunt of that. So air infiltration in a, is something I'm going to look at all the time, and that's why I choose the windows I do. It's just because they're as tight as tight gets. They don't leak air. Either our Season Guard window or the Infinity window by Marvin, they're just really well-manufactured windows that just are going to last a lifetime, and they're going to be able to handle uh, 110 to 40 below. Well, I'll tell you, I, and I've mentioned this a number of times over the past few years uh, since we had Lindison uh, do the uh, attic insulation over a few years' time. What a difference in that electric bill. Holy oh, yeah. mackerel. I mean, yeah, even with these 90-degree days, I mean, it's, it's, it, 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 it pays for itself, doesn't it, when, when you're so you know, careful about uh, you know, insulation and ventilation. We talk about that all the time. Um, there's really no other project that I can think of where it has a better return on your investment, both in how much more comfortable your house is going to be and how much cheaper your energy bills are going to be when you properly insulate and ventilate a house. And when we did what like we did on your place, Danny, where it's everything is spray foamed, your house yeah. just is not going to leak air anymore. Um, it's, it's amazing how much we can lower those costs. 30 40% is not out of uh, the question. I've seen higher than that, but 30, 40% on a, when we do a spray foam job is pretty typical. Yeah. It's just amazing. Here's a text, Andy. Uh, it says, uh, what is the best way to prepare walls for painting after removing wallpaper? Oh boy, I haven't done that for a long time. Whew. And I'm glad to. <laughs> um, it's you a know, lot of washing, as I recall. It is a lot of washing, and there's probably going to be some paper that came up with, if you're anything like, like me, you're going to, the paper of the actual drywall is going to come up with the wallpaper. I don't care how much oh, you yeah. sized your wallpaper, that's just, uh, it's going to happen, and there's going to be marks on it. Here's a, a trick. Get a really good um, job site light. Uh, typically for under $50, you can even get some nice ones, uh, that are battery operated just like everything else. But putting that light on the wall is really going to show the flaws of that wall. And then you can get, there's, there's really good mud, light mud that changes colors as it dries and it goes on really fast, really easy. Get a couple of different sanding blocks, uh, maybe up to like 180 grain and 100 grains just so you can sand it off. If you're anything like me, after you mud, you're going to spend twice the amount of time sanding as you do mudding. But uh, just get a gouge filler or a, a, a mark filler for, for the wall and you should be okay. And as I recall, it's been years uh, that uh, with buckets of water and lots of towels and or other rags, that there's a lot of adhesive that's left after you get rid of the uh, wallpaper itself. So it's, it seems like you, you may have cleaned it all off, but uh, a light like that would show you, wait a minute, I still see some adhesive. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of rinsing and washing and rinsing and washing, as I recall. But, it uh, does. What, I... what is that light? What is that light again you mentioned? Just just a, a normal job site light. So just the lighting, the overhead oh, lighting sure. isn't going to, just so this is a light you can, any light will work. Even a flashlight would, would, would do it better than the actual light in the room. But something that you can sign directly on the wall and, and you contrast. can kind of look at it, it's, it's just going to, 
Well, just like natural light, Denny. And you know how many times we put those sun tunnels in, those skylights, and we bring natural light in the house, and people start to see all the flaws on their walls oh, and yes. the, the marks and the, that they hadn't noticed before. So okay. it's just a, a smart thing to do if you're going to do it. Might as well fix every flaw on the wall before you paint. Good deal. Let's go back to the phones, Andy. Jim in St. Paul is calling in to ask you a, a question. Go ahead, Jim. Andy is listening. Hey, good morning. Quick question on a house that has a crawl space from the, the bottom of the, the joist, uh, the floor joist to the dirt underneath is about two and a half foot, and there's no insulation on the uh, on the underside, whether it's you know, fiberglass or, or uh, any insulation at all, and then there's block walls, but it, it's just strictly dirt underneath. Um, what's your thoughts on insulating that and not creating a moisture issue with the dirt that's there? Well, that's where the dehumidification uh, unit comes in. We do a lot with spray foam in those areas and poly and then putting down maybe some some styrofoam as well. Um, but uh, we, um, one of my favorite customers had a, had a daycare out the back of their house uh, and the daycare area was built over a crawl space and that floor was cold, not insulated at all. The, the walls weren't insulated, the floor wasn't insulated, the ground wasn't insulated. We ended up uh, encapsulating everything, spray foaming the, put down poly, spray foam the dirt, spray foam the walls, spray foam the ceiling, which is the floor that the, the daycare has. and made a marketable difference in that room. The floor was never cold anymore. Hooked up a dehumidification unit uh, and uh, ran it to the, the floor drain and never never looked back. That's 10 years ago, and I haven't uh, heard a complaint yet. So we've done that, I bet you, 40, 50 times now in the metro area, and we always have really good luck with that. It can really change that room for sure. Those floors are notoriously cold and that musty smell and that moisture that comes up from the ground can actually get into the house and cause some damage as well. 651-989-9226. That's the phone number. That's also the text number. Speaking of phones, Andy, a gentleman didn't want to go on the air, but he wanted to hear more about your man cave. I I used that term earlier today. He wants to hear more about it. Describe it. the, The dimensions and what you have in it. Um, well, it's uh, pretty cleared out right now, to be honest with you. Uh, um, I, uh, it's an never-ending never project for me. I'm going on, it's going to be two years this December. I've been, been picking away at this and trimming things out. And my dad comes over and does some electrical work with me uh, every now and then. And then we redo some electrical work every now and then. So it's just, uh, it's a garage, 56 by 96, and uh, got all my everything out here to, to build whatever I want and spend a lot of time out here, Danny. Oh, that sounds marvelous. Well, I hope that answered the question. Uh, we need to take a break, Andy, but we, it's a quick one, so we'll, we'll be back with more. If you have your home improvement question, don't wait uh, till Andy has to leave us. So call us or text us, same number, 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. We're here uh, every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour. Thanks to our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy Lindus is with us today, as usual. Andy, we have a ton of calls and a bunch of text messages, too, so I'm going to put you back to work right away. Uh, Mary is first up here from Bloomington. Mary, you are on with Andy Lindus. Yes. I would like to know if you have someone who paints steel siding or if you know of someone who does it. Uh, we do have a couple of different painters that we work with, and uh, and steel is very paintable. Um, just like any other process, just make sure everything is clean, gets primed, and then a high-quality paint 
goes on. My favorite uh, was the, the lifetime pain from Sherwin-Williams. We've had pretty good luck with that. Uh, believe it or not, Denny, uh, that's one of the nice parts uh, about uh, being around for 41 years. Um, I drive by houses on a regular basis that we've installed 20, 25, 30 years ago. And mm-hmm. my house being one of them, I have steel siding on my house that's all of 30 years old and has not needed paint yet. But it's something I look at on a on a regular basis, and we are able to see how long our stuff lasts. And uh, I'm telling you, uh, when it comes to siding, it's tough. Even our LP smart side, I don't think will outlast our seamless steel. It's just wow. a, it's it's as durable as a siding gets. Uh, the drawback of the steel, um, especially the stainless steel. Sometimes it can get noisy during the expansion and contraction process, especially if it was nailed too tight. But uh, other than that, um, I've had really good luck with that siding and very, very, very little warranty claims. Um, Probably less than 25 warranty claims in 41 years, and we're talking thousands of siding jobs. (laughs) That says a lot right there. All right, Mary, hope that helped. Uh, meanwhile, let's go back to the phone. St. Paul is the place we're heading. Pat is there, I believe, with a question. Go ahead. Andy's listening. Hi. Good morning. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. I am having trouble finding somebody who deals with uh, lead paint remediation. I went online to the site that the Minnesota puts out about certified people and called several of them, and they say they don't do it anymore. Um, so I don't. I don't know if I could just call a regular painter and they'd be able to do it, but I would appreciate anything you can uh, provide. Well, well, what are you trying to get rid of um, on your house? Is this a, like a, a siding project, a painting project? What uh, What is the lead paint on? Oh, this is in the bathroom, and it's um, lead paint that's on the windowsill. Um, so I did one of those instant lead tests, and it's definitely lead paint on the on the inside of the door and on the windowsill, and it's starting to peel and, and crack, and that's why I wanted to uh, address it. Um, well, we do address things like that, but typically only when we're replacing the windows um, or the siding. Uh, Danny, we actually have a an X-ray gun um, that gives us the exact parts per million of the lead in the paint that that will test um and we we will use the swabs as well and all of my people are certified in the lead safe practices we 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 do that on a regular basis we keep all the right paperwork for the epa and and it's a good thing too um half of those rules are put in place to protect the workers and some of the people that are getting sick is the, the the children of workers bringing that lead home and we try to reiterate that all the time that it's when you're dealing with those houses any house built prior to 1978 needs to have lead testing done um, when you're doing home improvements on it when you're dealing with those houses you need to wear the proper protective equipment and take the proper protective disposal of of the actual lead and make sure that you're not getting paint chips and and particles and dust from cutting anywhere so give us a call 1-800-LEAFGUARD uh, linusconstruction.com we're glad to come out and take a look at your bathroom and and put some numbers on getting rid of that lead for you. Yeah, very good, Pat. Thank you. 1-800-LEAFGUARD is the number. I'll tell you what, I know we're getting close to the end of the show, but Rick in Coon Rapids, I believe, is next up on the phone to ask a question. Thank you, Rick. What is your question? Yeah, Andy, um, my house still has the storm windows, and one of the wood frames has a lot of 
dry rot or it's losing strength. How do I fix that? The frame of the storm window or the frame of the actual window? The actual frame of the window. <sighs> Is it fixable, possibly, with uh, without removing the actual window? Um, if it's easier to get new sashes and, and to fix those in the actual window. If your, your frame is rotting out, chances are that is going to have to be replaced. Now, the good news is you can replace it with a window that is more energy efficient and won't need the storm windows. But what you're going to find out is that it, it's going to be a cost, it probably will cost about the same to replace that window as it would to try to fix that frame. So that's, that's, when you, when you take that into consideration and that the new window is going to be marketably more energy efficient than the window that you have in there, most people are going to choose just to replace it. Okay. I think we have time, Andy, for one more call. Susan calling in from St. Paul, I believe, this morning. Susan, thank you. What is your question for Andy Lindis? Um, this is Suzanne, and um, we have a 1910 one-story house that uh, a two-and-a-half-story house that goes with a one-story garage. The garage is showing problems of the roofing starting to go, and yesterday, and we were talking and agreeing that we have to get the, the roof replaced. Um, but inside the garage, I discovered yesterday, there are uh, mold circles on the inside ceiling of the unheated garage. And I'm wondering, is that part of the roofing project? If not, how do I handle the mold? Uh, for us, it would be part of the roofing project. And the mold's there more than likely because the roof leaked. So um, you're going to want to... The mold is usually easily dealt with. Uh, worst case scenario, there's mold remediation companies that we can work with, but getting that roof fixed and making sure the water doesn't get in there is going to be step one. For sure. Hello? Right. Very good. Thank you, Susan. Thank, I hope that helps. Thanks for the uh, call. Uh, there was a, I know we have just a couple of minutes to go. Uh, but here's, a, I think, a very interesting question from a listener. We, we talk about it when we talk about Linda's, but the, here, here, let me just read it. It says, in light of the pandemic, what safety procedures does Linda's implement right now to be inside someone's home? That's an important question. It is. Um, something that we're reiterating all the time with our people. Um, everyone has masks to wear. Everybody is... Disinfecting every equipment uh, before we go to a house, after we leave a house, uh, we'll set up tables out, outside and, and go over samples. If we're looking at doing the estimation process, we have masks that we can give the homeowners as well, gloves that we can give the homeowners as well. Uh, we do a health survey every day. Um, everybody, including me, has to fill this out every morning that goes through any of the, the symptoms that that can happen and uh, we're just trying to take every step we possibly can follow every CDC guidelines state of Minnesota guidelines OSHA guidelines uh, everything new that comes out it's a it's a full-time job for our people and it's weekly we have weekly safety meetings and there's a bullet point list that we go over every time so much so um, uh, just take a look at our, our, our leaf guard uh, department um, every day those vans come back and I have one guy that comes in in the middle of the night and takes those vans in and takes all of the old aluminum out, puts it in the recycling machine, the Cuber, and recycles it all. Um, even though my guys disinfect all of their planks, all of their tools before they leave the job, Denny, that guy is also re-disinfecting everything as he touches it. Um, wow. So is it perfect? 
is is it always going to be perfect? No, but we're trying our very best. This is new to us too, and and people, I'm telling you, Denny, I get asked questions. I'm in not qualified to ask. I'm not a contagious yeah. disease expert by any stretch of the imagination. I am a roofer and a gutter guy. So uh, when the, the experts really don't know the right answers at times, it seems like, and everyone's arguing, um, we're just doing everything that we possibly can. Better safe yes, than sorry is our motto. Andy, we're out of time. Let's do this again next week. What do you say? Sounds great, Denny. Thank you. All right. Andy Lins, call 1-800-LEAFGUARD for Linda's Construction or get on the web if you like. Make it easy, lindasconstruction.com.